What's up, y'all? All right. So listen, we have a new opportunity so you can be loyal increasingly <laughs> to the Corner Store Podcast. Uh, we have a Patreon account. Talk about David. Where can people find us on Patreon? Patreon.com slash Corner Store underscore pod. And this is a way where you can support us each and every week. Uh, there are, you know, very... Uh, affordable ways to support the corner store. It gives you a multitude of options. You could support the snacks, uh, stop Max from coming out of his pocket every week uh, to you know feed people in the corner store. And you could also be a part of a live studio broadcast if you wish. There's a lot of things in that Patreon account. Uh, Tar, where can people find that one more time? <laughs> Patreon.com slash corner store underscore pod. Y'all, please consider becoming a Patreon a patron of the corner store. Uh, thank you for your support. <laughs> hey, Tara. Uh, hey. What's up, Kevin? Tara Mahadevan. I got to say the whole thing. Yeah, it doesn't feel right if I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I mean, you could just teach. Yeah, just teach everyone how to say my name. That is what I'm doing. Yeah. That's why I say it every time. You really, you really are an educator. <laughs> Tara, um, I think you know how excited I am for today's. Oh yeah episode i'm probably not even gonna talk he's just gonna like know, I'm gonna be f- gushing fan, fangirling I know. <laughs> no. um, but Kevin it, rarely fangirls it's, I, i'm shook I, I really i don't know if i've been shook in this in this booth before but uh we have a, we have a for real legend in the corner store today someone who if you know anything about chicago music midwest hip-hop uh panic of the moment is is a central figure as a as a producer, as a DJ, as a beat maker, as an organizer in this culture, someone who uh, I think put a generation of MCs on and and gave us a blueprint and a, and a soundscape to rhyme over. Um, but you know, the man himself is in the building. Panic, thank you, man. Thanks for being in the corner store. Uh, thank you, yeah, thank you for having for me here. I no, appreciate you, man. We have we have a few snacks for you, Max. The snack door has secured you some things. Yes. Uh, you know, first of all. Uh, the new plastic bottle of Snapple lemon tea. Uh, it's all natural. This is for you. Thank you. And then also, uh, Max got you some gold emblem cranberry nut trail mix, which is uh, yogurt covered cranberries, dried cranberries. Yes, I love cranberries. Okay, good. Thank you, man. Yeah, feel free to enjoy I love now. Wa- walnuts whenever. and walnuts. Uh, walnuts are good for your brain. So are they? Yeah. Oh, that's bet. why they look like a brain. Ah, yo. That's yo, that's they do look like a brain. Yo, is that why cabbage is also good for your brain? You know what? I didn't come mm. up with that. Are you serious? <laughs> I saw that yo, on social gonna media. Be like, he's gonna, you're gonna try and make correlations between. I will not take credit for that, but they have this thing where they show like nuts and different fruits, and they show like this is like your heart, and they'll show like I don't know, strawberry or something like that. Wow! And like walnuts was the brain, and and it's good for your brain, right? So facts. That's amazing. Wow. So yeah, but I did not come up with that. I'll never. Think it's okay. We we could have given you the credit. Like we wouldn't even <laughs> know. Shit, you in my I mind. I mean, he you already thinks at... you're a genius. So <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, 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 And yeah. speaking of taking the credit, like me, there were so many people that helped me out and are behind the scenes and even in front of the scenes for like Bowman. You know, people. Well, because yeah, because the moment really is a collective. Yes, yes right. Yes. And so, for those that don't know, tell us a little about who the moment is. Well, it's just a bunch of people that are interested in. Uh, when we lived in Chicago, we just came up together with common goals, with music, DJing, throwing shows. So, What was a goal? I mean, beyond just, like, creating, but, like, what was the intention? You know what? It hasn't stopped since the first day that I got into this. It's just having fun, and I love, I love music, and that's it. 
So how- everything else that's done yeah. is because of the love for music. Mm. You know, whether it's throwing a show or like right now I'm learning like graphic design, I learn video and just different things like that, even taking pictures. But it's all because it has to do with the love of the music and art. I love art in general. Too, so. Well, because even now I see on your IG, you're putting up videos of you yeah. in the lab. Yeah, and I'm doing them myself. Right, including the editing I'm of it. I'm shooting and yeah. I'm editing. <laughs> Which is raw, yeah. But you know, it's just me too. Like, I, like if I stay still, like I just, I get too anxious. So I like learning things and just messing around with things. And are you, I, you were telling me last time we saw each other at the uh, Winter Block Party at the Metro, you said you, you had just moved back to Chicago too. Is that is that right? Yeah, like a couple of days before Thanksgiving. Okay. And so um, I want to go all the way back. And sure. th- uh, by the way, Tara, this is going to be like one of 85 episodes. We're going to do a panic. Um, but, <laughs> it's fine. Okay, good. Um, I expected it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but yeah, wh- where, where were you? Uh, I was living in Dallas for like eight years. Okay. Yeah. Actually, uh, somebody brought up Erica Badu. Like, I used to walk my dog. It's this, uh, this like, little river, and she lived right there, so I used to pass by her. She was putting her kale, gardening, and I never went up to her because I was Never like, slid her a beat tape? It's going to be like, this creep's going to come up to me while I'm gardening, and I was like, oh, no. Right. So I just leave her alone, but it's like, oh, that's Erica Badu. But she would love your music, though. That's the right. thing. I mean, like, because your, your music is the music that she came up on. I, I mean, know. I mean that kind of that kind of like like boom. Oh, bap, oh you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, even like you know, old music, like yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. Uh, what what brought you to Dallas? Uh, my uh, ex was from there. Okay, yeah. Which her family's originally from here, but they moved to they Dallas moved, okay. in the '80s. Okay, but yeah, they came up. Uh, it was weird because uh, my older brother like had a lot of like uh, intertwined with her family. Like, oh wow, <laughs> it was really creepy. But yeah, it's um. Uh, I lived in Dallas. They were from, she was from Dallas, and it was cool. It's just that I could only stay there for too long. Like I'm, my family's here, you know, and I grew up here in <sighs> Chicago. So I was going to have this little well, this little thing with it, me. It's good Keeps to have you dragging me back in. That's What's right. That's Al Pacino and a Garfarda, you keep bringing me back in. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to have you back. It's yeah. good to have you back. But but so let's go all the way back though. It feels good to be back too. Does it? Feels Is great. it not been that long? It's been like eight years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Been, I, I was coming here for like a couple of days or a week. Yeah. You know, yeah little different. things, but um, yeah. being back, it feels great being here though. You, uh, how, how did you, because being, being a Chicago kid, I don't know how old you are, but, but the time your music came out, um, you were some of the first, you know, your golden era Chicago hip hop. Yeah. Prior to that moment, Chicago was known for house. Yeah. And, and hip hop wasn't getting a ton of play in the city at all. Yeah. So, how did you get in to to hip hop music? Wait, well, sorry, what year? This is. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I remember you when early nineties. Yeah, okay. I mean, I early early. No, no, it gets older than that. Yeah, uh, early nineties. Um, I I was already like we're in the scene. He was scene. that dude. No, no, no he was that dude. And, okay. Yeah. But when I first first got into hip hop, uh, I was like in eighty three aroundish. Yeah. Like during the Run DMC era. Yeah. Era. And GCI was, and uh, BMX was playing this song called Jam On It and I, by Nucleus. Yes. And it was being in UTFO Roxanne. Yep. And that's what got me first. Because before that, I was listening to B96, and they were playing like Huey Lewis. And I was kind of like into it, like the 80s, you know, Michael Jackson, all that stuff. But at, but once Run DMC came up, then that was... That was it. Sucked me in. I know. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It, but I went to Shurs, to Shurs High ah. School. 
And um, I would dress hip hop. And they would call me B-Boy because there was nobody here. It was just house music. Right. But I was but I was buying house records and learning how to spin that too, though, you know? Of course. But hip hop. Which is the story really of Chicago hip hop yeah. is that that intersection with house. Yeah. Um, I mean, even some of you, I don't know if, did you did you work at Gramophone or the PNS? Yes. Work? Okay, yeah. I worked at Gramophone because of PNS. Right. Yes. Because I remember PNS mm-hmm. and you being there, but yeah. that was a, really a, sp- a space for house vinyl yeah, and for yeah, house yeah. DJs Still to is. come. Still is. Yes. But then I got flyers from y'all for yeah. events, for parties. Yes. yes. Um, and eventually, uh, you know sh- the shot rock yeah. event that you guys oh, yeah, would yeah, throw. Yeah. I yes. have questions. Yeah, I know. So, but, tar, sure. Tar, so you know, in the nineties. No, I understand. It, is it? It's fair to say, like you <laughs> she's, like, she's like, I'm ready. My questions. I have, I have questions. It. You guys embodied Chicago. You guys were Chicago hip hop music. You couldn't like it would be. You would be hard pressed to find. No, a beat. I, I get all, all, right, that. all, right, all right. My all right. question is: Yes, yes. If you were coming up. You know, in the beginning of like hip hop being like more mainstream or I guess more youth culture oriented in mm-hmm. Chicago, like how did you know, how are you playing in venues? How are people like accepting the music? You know, did you get a lot of rejection from playing in venues or did you have to do like a house parties? Well, this is a thing that just recently, probably like the last 10 years, like everything else. Whoever was in hip hop was figuring everything out. Right. We didn't know blazing, nothing. Blazing, blazing them trails. You know. Yeah. So, um, the reason we got, we just started. We threw a couple shows like just blindly first, and then with our mixtapes and our music started coming out. People that threw shows started hitting us up about shows. There was this guy named Domingo. That he he's the first guy who brought Wu Tang here in the city, and uh, we were really cool with him because I was cool with this guy named Aztec. And he brought me in to, to meet everybody from the Shyrock Nation over there on the, the point. So that's how I got into like meeting everybody from the South Side because of Aztec, which we met <laughs> in a flea market on Division in Pulaski, which at a house record store. But that's how we met. So he told me about these meetings on the South Side, and I went with him. That's how I met Vakil and Ange and just a bunch of hip hop people, Wait, you know, so graffiti where, writers. Where are you from, though? I'm from here in Chicago. Oh, but like what? But um, as a kid, I grew up on Pilsen, a little village. Okay. But then I moved on the north side. Okay. To like Logan Square. Right, and so and explain what what that that Shyrock Nation was because that was this was a major organizing effort to bring people to, to bring yeah. hip hoppers in the city together. I mean, it was just full of like uh, legendary rappers and graffiti writers and break dancers and whatever you know. Right. But still, up to this point, like you know. You know, I take the train from Melrose Park to Uptown, and I see all the graffiti writers from Shyrock Nation. And, you know, and I know all the rappers and DJs. There's mo- a lot of them are still around, you know, in one way or another. So, But, yeah, it's just it was just a collective of people, you know. And a lot of those people, even you just mentioned, of course, you, you worked with eventually. Yeah. Um, when, when, when was the transition for you? Well, first of all, how did, how did the moment form? Okay. Uh, like I said, I went to Sure, so I met this guy named uh, Juan and uh, this other guy named Albert. And Albert was a DJ. Juan was just kind of like a manager type of guy. So um, me and Juan went to uh, that flea market, and we met Aztec. And after that, we went to the South Side, and I met Vakil. And boom, moment. Right, okay. 
that easy. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that easy, right. but it was. But I said it that quick. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like that's that good moment, like underground thing. Like that's when. See, Vakil's a big comic book, so he came up with uh, everybody's name pretty much. <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean, he's just a he's a comic book like nerd even back then. Yeah. So was, how big is a squad? Um, now it's probably like four or five people, but it's fluctuated. People have gone and gone. Like for, I mean, the, we've been around for a long time. Yeah. So. And they, I mean, because you guys would do, um, of course, you would you would release uh, just instrumental tapes. Yeah. And that. You know, that was like just cassette tapes for the masses, very cheap. I knew so many rappers who just would freestyle and yeah. write rhymes. Uh, but then you also released crew records yeah. that put on for, I mean, like in the duplicates of MCs. I mean, and, and not just Chicago rappers, but yeah. Slug from Atmosphere, uh, you know, uh, uh, Rhyme. I mean, yeah. so, so many, yeah, so many just... early Midwest pioneers. Yeah you were able to work with in part because the Midwest was building a real organic scene that you guys seemed to be in the center of. Yeah. See, when we met Vakil, we started putting out tapes because tapes was the thing back then. So after that, we started doing mixtapes because uh, Massacre, he was one of our members. He would, he would do these mixtapes. And then there, we would do like little skits and we would put like Ange or Rubber Room, like EC and Rubber Room. So we did Taste of Chicago, the AC Rubber Room song, on one of those mixtapes. So after that, we started thinking about releasing vinyl. So that's how we graduated to vinyl. Mm. See? Right, into your whole, into a whole record yeah. company, really, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you guys... And then since JR, PNS, worked at uh, Gramophones, that's how we would, uh, when Atmosphere first started, they would bring their CDs and stuff, and we would buy them for them. So we just got this uh, network and this friendship with them, you know? Right, and then when they would come through town, often mm -hmm. you guys would be playing on the same bill Definitely. together. Yeah, and that was—I mean, it, there was a moment where the Midwest was really, and you kind of saw it in Scribble Jam a yeah. little bit. But the collectivity of the Midwest felt that needed to put on folks here needed yeah. to put on for one another. Yeah, um, and you guys were central in that. Yeah, yeah. So we were just lucky to be there. I have a question for Kevin. <laughs> yeah. So obviously you. I mean, I, I assume you've read his book, People's yes. History of Chicago. I gave it to him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, Moleman has a big presence in it. What is it that uh, drew you to them? You know, I mean, you were young, right? When you first started listening to them? You know, well, one of the things is that you guys were putting out music that sounded like Chicago. Yeah. And, you know, they're, and just even instrumentally, um, you know, my favorite producers before I heard y'all were Premier, mm -hmm. Pete Rock, uh, Prince Paul and they were in a tradition but were going in a different direction um, and this is uh, you know this is before I heard RZA and yeah. so you know you guys were also stripping down the beat in some ways and, yeah. and allowing the instrumentation of various samples to really showcase rappers I think one of the things I loved about their 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 beats is that you also allowed MCs to be an instrument in it yeah. as opposed to like overproduce a track mm. um but then they, i mean you, you guys would throw you know they would throw these incredible shows and parties and jams and get-togethers and just as, as much as you were producing music you were also you know spearheading a culture and and i was a young person who was just uh, was just in the room you know and and but i felt like i found a home in those mm. spaces you know and so that's why i mean it's part of the reason why 
I think in the nineties, you know, for me and I think for hip hoppers in, in the city, in the Midwest, yeah. it was so important in those spaces because hip hop was an anomaly then. And in Chicago, mm-hmm. it was even more of an anomaly because the house and I was also loved house. Yeah, me too. But, but hip hop was what like spoke to my spirit. You yeah. know, it's what drew me out as a, as a, as a man, as an artist. And, and you guys were in the center of that for, for so many of us, yeah. you know? Um, a love letter to moment. For, uh, no, that's, <laughs> that's my next, that's, that's my next 85 books. Um, but, but you guys, you guys in that time, of course, uh, moved from mixtape, beat tape, mixtape mm-hmm. to making classic, classic Chicago records, not only on your own, but also, of course, being involved with all natural and yeah. that that's who, who are some of the folks in that era? Cause I, I think oftentimes what I, I, I'm around a lot of young people now and I, I, I tell them of course, and they know this, that the shoulders that they're standing on, they might not know the names of who are yeah. some of the folks from that era that you feel like are, were some of your favorites to, to build with or some of the projects that you had a hand in that you're most proud of. Did, did I've done? Yeah. Oh, that's easy. Um, just all the obvious stuff, you know, just working with MC Juice and Yo. Brian Fess and EC and Rubber Room and uh, the list goes on. Cali Agents, just different people, you know, that I was lucky to work with. Yeah, Juice is uh, a, mo- I mean, th- he's also just, he, he is also a myth, really, at this point. Yeah, I was lucky enough to be there for his legendary battles, the main ones. You really? Know? So I which, was, which ones I went did you with see? him to do both Emin- of them Eminem shit yeah I went with him it Scribble was... Jam 97 mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> I'm a nerd yo. <laughs> and uh, when he was battling him like there was this little halftime recession and I went to Eminem I'm like man you're giving my boy like a nice run to it you know he's like <laughs> what did you, what it was did, pretty cool though you know just I mean, to you, have, being around that kind of stuff and then atmospheres there with a little wooden table selling their two CDs it's like it's crazy, you know. Was that inspiring? I mean, that the scribble, scri- so scribble jam took place in Cincinnati. Cincinnati, yeah. Um, an all element festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it had spaces for b boy, b girl battles, uh, graffiti jams. Yeah, it had a rap battle, DJ too, DJ yeah. battles. Um, you met, I imagine, you know, that Midwest, mm-hmm. uh, you know, cadre of artists. But also, I mean, that was some of the early days of um, of rhyme sayers. As of everybody, as a, yeah, there, you know, just, yeah. So that would have been, that must have been inspirational yeah, too to see yeah. that entrepreneurial side of things. When you're going through it, it's like whatever, you know. Ten years, twenty years later, you're like, wow, because everything's going so fast. You don't even have time to think about it. But now you look back and you're like, those were the good old years, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's why it's just like anybody else that gets older. But like, what are the uh, years, days, though, you know? that are like the good old years? Like, what was happening? Well, in Chicago, as far as like hip-hop, I mean, it's great now, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's great now, but to me, like how New York has this golden era of like 80-something till like 2000 or whatever, it was probably 93 to like 2000-something here, you know? Yeah. What is like your favorite memory or favorite show or I don't know? <sighs> I don't know. There's so, so many. many. So many. I've been in too many studio sessions and that are like trips. amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just going to New York. Like the first time I went to New York, like um, Big Pun and Big L, just walking around like nothing. And, That's um, crazy. Just like you know. So I don't know. You know. What What was the reception? Because you know, I I mean. 
from my vantage point, I'm just a kid in the city who was at your shows and yeah. you know listening to the records. What was the reception outside of the city for your music? See, it's it's it was great. It was great because we didn't know we were getting around, you know. But um, once the internet came out, we really started figuring out how things were really getting out, you know. And to hear kids from all over the world still talk about those instrumentals and different little things like that. It's crazy to me. Were you putting them on MySpace or something? Or Don, any space. As soon as the internet came yeah. out, it was AOL, MySpace, Facebook, you know, whatever was out there. But yeah, it w- they would be on LimeWire or whatever. The yeah. Napster. <laughs> Napster, yeah. LimeWire, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon yeah. as the internet started coming out, like, things would just pop up. But how did you get, like, hip to the internet, you know? Um, just like anybody else. Like, f- the, the first thing that I can remember about the internet was AOL. You know, the chat rooms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So all right, well, so as as a producer, mm-hmm. how did you get started with that? How did you get started sampling, or even did you have a four track? How how did that begin for you? Well, when we first started, there was this guy. He was a moment. He had the equipment, like the MPC. But me and this guy Juan were the record guys. So I I was really into digging about. So I knew the samples. Um, and it's just uh, just wanting to make beats, you know, just loving the music. I just started picking up on stuff right away. You know, I was just spending hours and days, like, you wouldn't be able to lead me away from those places. <laughs> but did you? Have, I mean, right now you can't lead me away. From right, yeah. <laughs> no, I, did you have a lot of music coming up uh, when you were a kid in the oh, crib? yeah. Yeah. Um, my brothers, uh, they're way older than me, so I used to remember just listening to Earth, Wind, and Fire, Marvin Gaye, stuff like that. Then I lived in Mexico for two years. And my sister used to listen to a lot of stuff from the 80s there, so I just, like, remember. And it's funny, because then later I started sampling that stuff, and I started figuring about a lot of international stuff. So, you know, we're pretty early as far as sampling international. It's a big thing now, but we're doing it back then. And what do, you, what do your folks do? Um, They're retired now. But my dad, he was, like, an auto body offender guy, so he fixed uh, collision cars that were, like, crashed up, and he painted them and did a lot of stuff with that. And mom's was a... My mom, she worked everywhere. Hospitals and different things. Yeah. And you come from a big family? Uh, Five people. Okay. I know your younger brother. Yeah. Right? Who could rhyme. Mm Mm-hmm. For real. Salutes to him. And then uh, my other brother, he's like a carpenter. And then my other brother, he went to the army and he was a mechanic. Okay. Yeah. And uh, going... So being a Northside kid, um, of course, I mean, depending on who you talk to, Right, some of the first places that hip hop made its way in the city was the North Side, Logan Square, uh, and and other other spots on the North Side. Uh, but still, kids didn't really travel that much before house and hip hop in the city. Yeah. So that was a gateway to rest of the city for so many young people. Yeah. Um, you began to know people from from everywhere, uh, and that that Shy Rock Nation was an opportunity or a space to mm-hmm. kind of connect people from all the sides to do what yeah well they would uh eventually they would throw shows at this place uh by uh high park the university right there it's a place called the blue gargoyle and everybody used to go there and i remember one time um Vakil, he was part of this crew of like really good rappers and then they were initiating this guy he there was right outside the show and we're looking at I'm just looking at this initiation. They're saying I'm gonna spit this rhyme or whatever. End up being twisted. So I end up 
things did that, you know, things like that. that I was like, wow, you know, I saw that. Right. Who who are some of the who are some of the names that we leave out of history? Um, you know, some of the rappers, producers, organizers, promoters that you know we don't carry with us into this moment. If you, I think, I think it's just uh, the people are still here. It's I think it's just it needs to be like recorded, you know, and put, and then so it can never go away. Yeah, you know. I think that's the main thing. I think maybe the younger generation won't know about it if nobody's there to tell it. So and and Char, you you've been a part of the Midway documentary series. Yeah, yeah. Sh- salutes to those guys who yeah. are who are doing a lot of that work of yeah. archiving and making sure that that this story is told broadly. Yeah, people um, like that. We need to have more people like that, just so we could always know. Because um, in New York, they know that, and in uh, L.A. and different places of the country, they know that. So we need to, you know keep that we're going so you guys you guys at some point though you guys started to travel right yes um where where are some of the where are some of your favorite places you've been with music um i mean new york and west coast yeah you know yeah same love on the west coast actually moment we got our first big break on the west coast because of the beat junkies and peanut butter wolf they are they were the first ones to give us love and that's how we were able to expand because once we started doing well on the West Coast with the Bee Junkies and people like Peanut Butter Whip showing support, Fat Beats was in New York and they would reject us a lot. So until we came up from the West Coast, then New York's like, oh, what's up? We heard your new record. What's going on? Freestyle in, you know? But before that, we had put Taste of Chicago and Buried Alive, whatever, and nobody was... The East Coast wasn't trying to hear us because they were kind of like, you know, we're Snobs. East Coast. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, it, to their detriment, really. I mean, even yes. now we see, yes. you know, the East, the East Coast, you know, like rap rap scene suffers from some of that isolationism yeah. that it, you and know, it, has engendered. In it was sucked because I came up, I'm a big East Coast rap fan, yeah. so, so be rejected by people that I thought would instantly like it because that's what I came up with. So it was really the West Coast, but... It came around full circle. It didn't matter. <laughs> and, of course, you've stayed making, right? I mean, even, like, so, I mean, to, to kind of fast forward even in now, I mean, yeah. what are what are some of the things that you're currently at work on? Well, the thing is that when I lived in, uh, in Dallas, it, I got kind of bored. So one of the most obvious things that I wanted to do was learn uh, music theory and picking up some instruments and learning them. So that's what I spent most of my time there doing. And nowadays, I incorporate a lot of that into the music that I make. Because a lot of people use instruments, but it really won't sound like a hip-hop beat. They'll be like, uh. But since I know how that's supposed to be mixed a little better, you know. And, of course, the laws have changed drastically. Yes, and that helps. Because music has been digitized, yeah. you could yeah. also, you know, like companies can scour a, you know, minute sample yeah. and get at you. So to yeah. play your own instruments and then chop and sample yourself. Yeah, I mean, I I put up my stuff on YouTube. I get, hey, wait, it's my stuff. What are you talking about? <laughs> right, right, right. What did you learn how to play? Uh, the bass and uh, the bass. I went to take lessons, but uh, guitar. I was like, I just pick up. I would just buy a guitar. I started learning that myself. And uh, but those are the two main things. And then just general theory, you know. Self taught. The theory, yeah, and uh, electric guitar. But the bass. When I went to 
learn bass. This is this guy that he was playing bass since he was 12, and he's like, he was like 37 at that point. And it's like he just humbled me, you know, because I'm like, you know, a lot of people hey, panic, whatever. But this guy taught me that you never stop learning. And there's so many things you got to learn. So, when, when you, and that's the beautiful part to me is that you never stop learning anything. Yeah. You, all, you should always be like that. So, it doesn't matter what goes on. I'm always learning something. And are you still? Are you trying? Are you working on records? Are you working with different artists? Where do where does that production live now? Or what's what is some of the spaces it will live in in the future? Well, I mean, we even without thinking about it, I did a whole album with Cap D, and he's putting it out in a couple wow. months or weeks or whatever. Wow. It's, it's on him. Yeah. Yeah. But it's coming out. I know that for That's sure. That's exciting. Yeah, but I didn't even realize I did it. You know, because I was just. You were just sending them because every day I'm working on something, but it just I don't I just make something and I whatever yeah and work on something else sure so that's what happens but of course Cap D AKA David Kelly yeah who is the well, he he holds going the, to stage warriors uh, legal legal counsel yeah you know, that's yeah. the perfect oh, word shit. yeah exactly yeah. also one of the best rappers in the history of Chicago yeah yeah. 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 Um, so that's that's dope. That'll be yeah. an exciting project. It's, it's really good. It came out really good. Nice. I'm really happy with what he did with it. When you when you were in Dallas, if you were paying attention, which I imagine you were, yeah. when you were away, Chicago had you know this rising moment yes. of this new generation yeah. in its music scene. How did you feel about that moment being away uh, as you were? Well, I kind of felt like sad because I'm. I feel like that's me. I'm supposed to be there. But also, it was cool. I mean, seeing the logical progression. I mean, things move on, things grow. So, but it was it's dope seeing that. Now being here, it's great. And who are some of the artists now that you are excited about that you maybe even want to work with? Or, um, there's so many, you know. But um, obviously, I like a uh, Britney Carter. I like um, and there's so many people kind of i kind of miss some names <laughs> but, sure, sure but believe me there's a lot of people that i hear that um uh, that i like and you see the thing about me even though i'm an old head like i came up with the older rap stuff like i listen to everything to like the most modern stuff and the most stuff that i'm not supposed to be listening to i listen to whatever i want right i have no rules when i when it comes to anything that i do at least you're not one of those like bitter yeah. you know, older heads see i'm not <laughs> I yeah. listen to Post Malone, I listen to Drake, I listen to whoever I want. Yeah. Well, I'll go back and I'll listen to Run DMC because that's what I feel like that day or that second, you know? I'll do what I want. Well, I think that's smart. I think that yeah. I, I think that conservatism from our generation yeah. is a problem. I think it holds us back, you know, with progressing, with staying relevant. And also, it's like, how do you have a conversation with the new generation if you're not fluid in what it is they are listening to or talking about? Yeah. See, because when I first started to, like, well, even to this point when I was looking for records to sample, when I was really sampling a lot, I would sample Polish records. I would sample Japanese records, rock records, soul records, gospel records, jazz records, whatever. So that's the mentality that I have. And it's not just with music. It's what I want to eat. Sometimes I might want to eat sushi or I might, <laughs> might want to eat a Polish or whatever or whatever. Yeah, it's South like American music. I mean, uh you see music or food <laughs> rap is just such a progressive you know uh genre that yeah. it just seems kind of besides the point to hate 
I mean, there are people I don't like too, but you know. Of course. Yeah. But to just shit on a new generation. I mean, right. that's kind of And it's a chameleon. Like, hip hop's a chameleon, you know? Like, right. yeah. Yeah, it's ever evolving and changing. So. Yeah. And, and you could all, I mean, you know, like food, I guess, you could always find something that you're going to enjoy. Yeah. Right. You know? It's I mean, there's still enough. young kids making like boom bat. Absolutely. you know so and it's so exciting to see yeah things cycle too yes. and and i mean because there's you know so much music that's happening right now you know to me it reminds me of some of what you all were doing yeah. then as well you know which is exciting yeah um yeah that progression kind of never stops i mean that that it's it's the nature of the culture yeah. for it to always kind of look for what is new and fresh but also have a firm foothold in history that's the brilliance of the culture right is that it's digging in the historical record the sonic record and then also forging ahead to you know reconfigure something that is ultimately fresh and maybe unseen in that particular way yeah yeah um so you're back i mean people can are you going to work with younger artists or yeah uh, yeah yeah you know i just came here yeah i, I still feel myself like it was a week ago since right i've been here right I'm <laughs> even sure. though it's been like six seven months but um I'm, I'm settling down in so many ways you know mentally physically financially artistically whatever you know spiritually <laughs> whatever you want so yeah but uh, eventually i'm gonna get to different things you know i'm already getting on some things and is that you personally, or, or will the moment as a unit, as a crew, as a collective, resurface? Uh, we're going to resurface as a, as a whole unit, you know, but um, I'm, I'm like the little spark, so yeah, I'm the motivator. Eventually, everything will come together. That's really exciting. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, man. And, and where, uh, where where's a good place for people to... Here you mean, of course you could stream it and everything, but where are some of the best places to to hear hear the music? Um, I think uh, anywhere really. We're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Spotify, YouTube, whatever. And and you Pandora. You whatever. you on uh, you on Instagram? What was it? Where's a good place for people to be in in tune with what you're doing? Uh, with what I'm doing, Panic of the Moment at IG. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But right. if you hit Google and you just hit Panic Moment, it'll get to you. Everything will pop. Panic up. with a K. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, uh, even my friends, my closest friends that I've worked with, they still spell it with a C. Yeah. Well, how'd you get that name? Vakil. Oh, yeah? I told you, Vakil. Because <laughs> yeah, he, see, he he had my name as his panic. Right. So, I just cut you it You just cut panic. it, yeah. That mm-hmm. makes sense. And it's less racist that way, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it, it, See, it, I can't be racist because I found out I'm everything. Are you? Yeah. Did I you looked at my mom's dad's DNA things. Yeah. Know? It's I'm everything. everything. I'm yeah. everything. I'm Jewish. I'm African. I'm Italian. I'm Spanish. I'm <laughs> Indian. I'm European. Listen. Whatever. Have, have you had a bar mitzvah? Even Irish, I think. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. So You're a Chicagoan. I guess that's what that means, really. It makes total sense. It really does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you I, you know, I really could have this conversation. I want to have this conversation forever. Um but I will say that it would be refreshing uh, to see the Chirac shows yeah. return. Um, and it's always, always, uh, you know, you're, you're always a welcome guest here. You. And whenever, you know, you individually or as a, as a crew, yeah. you guys have something come, coming out, please let us know. Sure, you know we'd love you. to 
to have space and be able to listen and, and keep people in tune with what you're all doing. Um, it really is an honor to have you here and just grateful for you, uh, you know, now and, and your return to the yeah. music and, and uh, historically. It Thank meant a you. lot to me personally that that you guys were putting on for the city and putting on for the culture and letting so many other people in so thank Thanks. you man appreciate you you guys are doing a great job here too oh. you know thank you Thanks. appreciate you thank you for having me we want to thank our super producer DJ Cashera WDN boss man Todd Manley Shout out Ernie the Engineer. And of course, Max the Snack Tour. All day. On IG and Twitter, we are... Corner Store underscore pod. Please y'all rate and subscribe on iTunes. Tell someone to listen to the Corner Store. And if you wish, you could also tell us who we should have on the Corner Store. Yeah, just you know, slide in our DMs. They're open. A great way to support us is through our Patreon account. It's patreon.com slash corner store underscore pod. And you can, you know, support us in our future endeavors and, you know get some benefits along the way and it's like the little change jar like yeah, you, that, know. The, you know in front like at the corner jar, right? Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right, right. yeah yeah if you if you listen please support and uh, we really appreciate your support thanks the corner store is brought to you by stolen spirits <laughs>